0: Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. It is, in fact, Monday, February 25th, 2013. I'm Mr. Skullhead. This is 10 Dozen Minutes with Jick and Mr. Skullhead, and Jick is getting Skyped up right about now. Hello, Mr. Skullhead. Good evening. I am exhausted and prepared to overcompensate, so if I sound amped up, you can know that that it's just me struggling to stay awake. Okay. uh,
1: We'll what are you exhausted
0: from? Uh, sadly, it's probably from him to having two nights in a row that I was out past midnight. Ooh. Which is really depressing, but the fact remains that no matter when I go to bed, I have to get up at the same time because that's when the kid gets up. I see. And there's only so long that you can distract him.
1: So the children are I like nature's alarm clock. There's only so long you can distract him while you're asleep?
0: Well, there's only... Like, you can say, hey, it's 6.30... Why don't we put on an episode of Garfield and Friends for you And you can just sit here and watch it while we sleep But after a while, like you really feel like Well, I spawned this creature I should probably interact with him in some way And anyway, it's breakfast time So, yeah But uh, Saturday night we went to a uh, Febtoberfest With uh, all of our friends who brew beer Have this thing every February Where they have uh, beer tasting They go all out Like They rented a hall they cooked a bunch of food and you just come there and buy some raffle tickets or give them a donation and just drink really good beer all night long. So that was You know, we should, we should
1: open an event venue and call it the Monty Hall. Oh, And sure. uh, there are three doors that lead into the, the venue, you see.
0: Is there also a curtain?
1: Well, two lead into the, two lead into the venue and one of them leads uh, to a 40-foot deep pit with spikes in the bottom of it. Mm-hmm. And uh, you pick a door, and then one of the hosts opens a door. They, see, that doesn't work because if the host opens one of the doors that doesn't lead to the spike death trap, you would always go through that door. Right. Right, because you, you're trying to avoid the spike door. Okay, so two doors go to spike. Yeah.
0: Two now, doors the go. The money Hall problem misting. only works
1: if the if the outcome if the rare outcome is the desirable outcome. Right. So, uh, what'd you do? You just went and you drank a bunch of beer? Yeah,
0: I hung out with, uh, our buddy Vaginal Bloodfart and the gang. I mean, there were a good hundred people in this, uh, it's, uh, so there's a Czech and Slovak Association meeting hall, I guess, it's on the top floor of a building.
1: You know, what was the point of even splitting that shit up If they're just going to get back together Like oh we just wanted the name to be more confusing
0: They had a thing in the On a poster in there that said Czech and Slovak celebrating You know like a hundred years together And said I thought you guys broke up I don't think you get to You have to start over counting if you're back together again
1: Oh yeah Well I don't know I mean if, you, like, if you're one of those couples that gets married And then you get divorced and then you remarry One another later Do you get to say That you're married That entire time It's probably not It would make it too easy To break the Guinness Book Of World Records Right Like I would marry Amanda for one year Then divorce her And then I would marry Beatrice for one year And then divorce her And then I would marry Chloe for one year And then divorce her And then I would wait 30 years and then I would marry Amanda for a year And then divorce her Marry Beatrice for a year And then divorce her And then marry Chloe for a year And then divorce her And then that would be what? That would be I would not I'd be able to say That I've been married for 90 years Right Right So yeah, I guess you can't say
0: No, I think even if you're Like if you're married for 50 years Then maybe if you took a year off In the middle there somewhere Then you, you could be forgiven for saying You were married for 50 years Instead of 49 years
1: Although, I mean, at that point, you could also... You could just wait a fucking year if it was that important to you to tell people you've been married for 50 years.
0: Well, no, I'm just saying if you were married for 20 years and then you took a year off, you... And then you were married for 29 more years? Would you say you've been married twenty nine years? I'm not sure where the is. Is my marriage still
1: going? Have I not managed to escape that shit?
0: I would hope that your marriage is... Until until one of us is dead be.
1: there is still a chance we might <laughs> remarry, right?
0: Like uh, you are never ever ever getting back together. I'm going Taylor Swift on you.
1: Maybe I oh you you like you you forbid it.
0: <laughs> no, I'm just quoting Taylor Swift lyrics at you, that's all.
1: Okay. Well, I mean cuz I could imagine if I got hit in the head real hard or something
0: I would I would probably try to Talk you out of something like that if it were okay. to happen again. Good. I'm, I mean, I'm glad. I, won't, I mean, knowing won't full you. well that you would only be angry at me for doing it. Oh well, sure. Man, that's the thing about
1: that's the thing about dudes. What's got to get shit done is sometimes you got to have a conversation with somebody that you know is going to piss them off for right. the greater good.
0: That's right. Sometimes the needs of the many are outweighed by the needs of you not being married to a crazy lady.
1: So I keep interrupting your story about the beer.
0: Oh, we well, it's not really a story. We drank some beer. Uh, Matt and Greta's thirteen-year-old watched the boy for us while we. Oh, were I thought you were so.
1: gonna say Matt and Greta's thirteen-year-old especially appreciated the doppelbach.
0: Drank us under the table. Yeah, there she was, was st- a somebody made a root beer beer that was just tasted like root beer, but had uh, like three point nine percent. So you know, like a Bud Light's worth of beer that tasted like root beer. did they call it
1: did they name the brand Root so it was Root Root Beer Beer
0: oh I think they should have Steven Root's Root Beer Beer
1: yeah (laughs) there you go (laughs) a a jolly laugh in every bottle
0: Mm. a red stapler in every bottle
1: Steven Root that guy's got some range it's not not a lot but it's some
0: yeah I think people who think he doesn't have any range would be surprised that he's the guy I know brother where art thou
1: uh the radio station guy? Yeah. Okay.
0: And the guy in the office? Yeah. Or office the office space.
1: Yeah, what am I thinking so there's that other guy that was in uh Beetlejuice, the like sort of gayer Stephen Root. I uh, Stephen Root may or may not be gay, I don't I don't know. But
0: Are you thinking of uh Principal Rooney and all those people?
1: Uh I don't remember. I, all I can think of is Odo. Like his name was Odo in oh, no. so, uh, yeah, the Juice. I don't think it was Odo. Yeah, I think it was something like
0: that. Rooney, that is I think that guy's dead, isn't he? Fairly recently. Yeah, he's um, trying to look this up quickly and fucking Alright, internet. <laughs> so IMDB has an ad that loads up. That is a transparent ad You can only tell the ad is there When the shadow of the dragon From Game of Thrones crosses it Okay And you keep trying to click your link And going, what the fuck How come this just keeps opening a window to Game of Thrones Why don't you send me to the thing I'm trying to get to Until you finally realize that name. it's an invisible Right ad. So his
1: name was Otho Yeah, Glenn, he... Glenn Shaddix And he died three years ago
0: Yeah Yeah, well, two and a half
1: <laughs> Is it fair to say that that guy's been dead for three years? Because he was, to be fair, dead for a little while when he was, like, 16.
0: Huh, does he have to start over?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, like, to say, technically, we're dead forever before we're born, right? Hmm. Or well, I guess only since the beginning of the universe. But, I mean, like, what?
0: I don't even know where you are anymore.
1: Mm-hmm. Um... He was born William Glenn Scott... Uh, didn't so I wonder if he was also the guy that played stiffler
0: <laughs> right
1: um, um, that guy shares two of his three names with that guy right
0: Yeah he was Sean actually William more Scott
1: William Glenn Scott
0: Sean William Glenn
1: Scott right So I does John know. Glenn have a kid named Sean William Glenn? I would hope so because then you just get it you got all <laughs> of it. Wow.
0: um Is there somebody named Scott Williams? Then bound to be
1: Well, sure, I mean, is there somebody, somebody notable
0: um, Scott Williams? Maybe Cat Williams' his real name is Scott Williams Okay We can only hope So then uh, last night we were just up late because we watched the whole Oscars And we were at Grandma's house, which is a like a 45-minute drive from home
1: mm, I was going to say, you said out, but you had the kid with you
0: Yeah, we put him to bed there and then hauled his sleeping ass out of bed And drove him home and put him in his other bed Hmm is he can you
1: move him while he is asleep without waking him up
0: he wakes up maybe a little bit but then in the morning he doesn't remember it at all so Uh, it's not like traumatic or difficult for him to get back to sleep or anything
1: why the fuck is that not a thing that can just be true for your whole
0: life hmm being able to wake up and be moved and I would imagine if somebody could, like, pick me up and carry me from a bed to another bed, I wouldn't wake up. Yeah, that's certainly not true.
1: I, I, I mean, I don't know if you're just saying that for effect. It's certainly not true for me. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Maybe if somebody was capable of doing it. But, I mean, like, I've seen people haul their kids out of bed, and they're not, like, you're not fucking gentle with a kid. I feel like you get out of that habit real quick. Right. You know? I mean, because you're not going to hurt the kid. But you're also not going to wake the kid up, and what the hell? How is that even a thing? How can you possibly sleep that soundly? I guess you don't have anything to worry about.
0: Yeah, I mean, he'll sleep through driving home with the radio on, like a car, car horns and shit going off. You can turn the
1: radio on, but can you turn the radio up?
0: Only if there's a woman singing How many car
1: horns do you encounter on the average drive?
0: I'm and, I'm And have I'm a you thought about what that means driver. about your driving? Actually, the car horns are on the radio. So, if it's one of those damn songs where they put in sirens and car horns to make you wonder what's going on. But no, like, we'll come home, the dog will jump up and bark, and he just will not stir. And I, uh... I'm envious of that. Anyway, so, uh... That was my wild weekend. What were you doing? Nothing. Still. It's fucking nothing. Um... We went to, uh...
1: uh, Wes and Rachel had a a, a grand opening party for the arcade annex that they added onto their house. Tiny arcade added to a tiny house. And it's got some pinball machines in it, so that was pretty fun. I played some Creature from the Black Lagoon pinball.
0: Oh, that's cool. Mm -hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Had a lot of, uh... A lot of the game, a lot of the, like, the meta game associated with, you know, the, the high-scoring moves on that pinball machine, it seems to be, like, getting a girl to have sex with you because she's your date at the drive-in. Huh. That is really meta. I mean, you're not really, like, I mean, I guess it's, you know, maybe you're just getting some kissing is the implication. But, uh, yeah, you gotta time a thing right. To get a kiss By lighting up the letters K-I-S-S And the uh, ultimate goal is to light up the letters F-U-C-K <laughs> that, that is entirely not true It is actually F-I-L-M um, Yep uh, And then uh, We Made arrangements with the neighbor's Daughter to take care of the cat While we're gone uh, That was exciting
0: Where are you going to? Uh, San Francisco. Oh right, right.
1: Leaving on Saturday, Um, actually, because we're gonna uh, we're gonna go hang out in LA with Clackling for an evening while we are on the way, because we're driving to San
0: Francisco instead of flying. Oh, interesting. All right.
1: Yeah, I want to take a real computer, and I want to take the water carbonator, and just like I want, I want some of the creature comforts that I don't have, like not having to do laundry every five
0: days and wear the same clothes the whole time i'm there so you wanted to you just want to bring your entire house
1: sort of i mean no i I really like i think that emily and i will fill up the trunk of the car with everything that we could want there
0: yeah um
1: yeah you know um I, yeah, boy. You talking about uh, going to a thing where you drank a bunch of beers, although it's a bunch of homebrew. I've not had super good luck drinking people's homebrew.
0: Oh, these guys have been at it for a while and are incredibly good at it. I'm good. So,
1: I guess it, my, my <coughs> taste of beer runs a fairly narrow line through. Like this, the, the beer that I like runs a fairly narrow line through the, the multitude of beers that are available, and it is not, you know. People make a lot of different kinds of beers when they make beers. Yeah.
0: There were some IPAs that I felt like you would be down with. Yeah. I also got to try the... Uh, somebody made the White House Honey Porter
1: hmm. from the
0: recipe that the Obama kitchen put out this year. So that was cool. Um, tasted like freedom. Oh, good. And uh, You mean
1: French. It tasted like French.
0: Mm. Tasted like French dressing. I was going to
1: say French Stewart.
0: And... Yeah, I'm, I'm not Frenching that guy.
1: I, um... I I fucking... Today has not consisted of much. I, I, I did not wake up until, like, 10.30, which is, is unusual. But I just can't fucking go to sleep at night, and it sucks.
0: And is that going to get better at the end of this week?
1: Yep. <laughs> yep, it sure
0: is. Are you talking um, midnight Thursday, or... Uh... I no, know. no, that
1: doesn't We, we, we I think uh, I, I, I went on a little jag about this on Video Games Hot Dog, but Midnight Thursday is Friday in the same way that a tomato is a fruit which yeah. is to say, only if you are an asshole, shut up
0: Yeah, someone who seriously says when you're, you're saying goodnight to all your buddies after your night at the bar and say, so I'll see you tomorrow the guy who says, you mean today is the guy that needs to get punched in the asshole probably
1: i mean maybe not right but he certainly just needs to stop making that joke yeah right if she you ask somebody that, uh, yeah. is today thursday and it's like five this is the actual this is the actual person that deserves to get punched say so is today thursday on thursday night at like five minutes after midnight and they say no it's friday and you're like sweet i don't have to go to work tomorrow and then you get up at noon and your boss calls you and is like hey you're fired because your friend is a fucking asshole that yeah you don't want that guy but yeah i mean it's like the the diet right it's like there are things that i only do on saturdays and sundays and that is after i get up on saturday and until i go to bed on sunday right it's like because i feel like you start making those affordances and you say well all right well it's after midnight on friday but then you don't necessarily stop when it's after midnight on Sunday, right? Right. So it's like, yeah, let's just let's just treat this the way that a rational person would treat it and consider a day to be the period where we're awake in between the periods that we're asleep. And then let's also not jack around with that to be a smartass. Right. Right. Um, oh, I took a nap from 12 to 1201, so it's technically tomorrow. Like, no, you didn't.
0: No, you did not, buddy.
1: Um, yeah, uh, Friday. Uh, Friday at dinner time, I think. Dinner time might be kind of early on Friday. I think it might be. Uh, we might leave for dinner at five o'clock on Friday. And you then would
0: hit the uh, early bird special at the Sizzler.
1: No, I think I'm going to go get a get a hamburger and a hop knot at the Four Peaks Brewery. Is what I'm going to get. Mm. It is. It is weird how. I don't... Like, in, in recent years, I've been eating a lot more hamburgers than I used to. I was never really an order-a-hamburger kind of guy. Uh, but since, like, when I go on backpacking trips and I and I need something to look forward to, to, like, get me over the next hill, it is... It has just become a cheeseburger and a beer. Huh. Like... A cheeseburger and a beer represent the reward for a long-term sacrifice <laughs> in just some weird way that I don't... I don't understand how it got put on that particular pedestal. Um, you know, beer. Beer is amazing. But, a, you know, a cheeseburger, it's like, yeah, it's okay. Well, it's
0: kind of like I every week now I look forward to the Thursday Taco Bell. Like, we go record Harsha Hot Dog, and then on the way back I grab Taco Bell... And it for some reason that's just the best thing ever. Yeah. I
1: like I I like <laughs> Taco Bell. I like the way the food at Taco Bell tastes, but I kind of can't eat it anymore. Like I just feel gross after I eat it.
0: Yeah, I mean I feel gross after I eat it, but I always look forward to it. Mm.
1: I uh Although you know, I can have a little bit of it. Like I go, uh, when, like when I had a Doritos Taco Loco, that was pretty good. <laughs> I am pretty stoked about the Cool Ranch version of that.
0: Yeah, I'll be getting down on that. You
1: know, I can't do it like I used to though. Like I, I would always order Nachos Grande and it's, I mean that was before it married Panicio Del Toro. Of course. Uh, um, and it now I it just. I'm so disgusted by it By the time I get halfway through it And just like ashamed of myself Like you fucking know better than to eat this crap Like what are you doing Like is this a cry for help huh. You know is this is this like Is this Nachos bel Grande the equivalent of A fistful of Tylenol Cause man There's there's people that care about you You gotta you, gotta, you know maybe Deal with the world on it's own terms a little better you get some help, but yeah, I, I like I used to eat that shit like five days a week. Yeah, me too. You know, and like I, it has it changed. Have I changed? We is it we that you changed. can't handle it as you get older?
0: Yeah, we've changed. I think we had a, I don't know. Back when I was working at the office, I would get Del Taco three or four times a week, and I would never do that these days. Even if I could.
1: See, I in actually would, I think. Because I don't think of... Like, Del Taco seems to be made of real ingredients in a way that Taco Bell doesn't. But that might just be wishful thinking on my part.
0: It certainly tastes more like an assemblage of ingredients, like if you made tacos at home. There's a definite yeah. something other to Taco Bell the way there's a something other to McDonald's.
1: Yeah. I mean, all of those things are food, I guess. And, I mean, any taco shell is pretty processed. Yeah. Right? But, yeah, I don't know. Like, I think at at Del Taco, they actually break up the taco shells and use them to supplement the nachos. I remember.
0: Because every once in a while you find a really long, curved part. Although, I remember when the taco shells at, or the, sorry, the nachos at, taco bell where the like gas station sad little circles that were super dense and gross and at some point they sl- they switched to something resembling more actual chips but
1: then they switched again i think i remember at some point it like when i was at college my freshman year they switched from yellow corn chips to white corn chips in the nachos and i was like yeah this is not anywhere near as good but for whatever reason i was compelled to keep eating it because it's fucking did you read that uh, new york magazine article that was going around this past week it was like about the people the the guys at like nabisco and general mills and and the big food companies whose job it was to like engineer food to be more appealing and sell better
0: and how they all that.
1: just got sort of grossed out. i mean they they knew that like well we're just we're just packing a lot more useless fat and sugar and a lot more calories into this stuff, but you had to because if you didn't do it, you'd be the only one not doing it and people would just buy your competitors' products instead of yours. So they just kind of got stuck in this trap of just making things into garbage. Taco Bell feels more like that than Del Taco to me. And there are some restaurants... I mean, I'm probably kidding myself that Subway is better in this regard because I know that there are a lot of people who have a really... Not at all concealed, just loathing of Subway.
0: And I... I think it's pretty easy to get yourself a a healthy-ish meal there, though. More so than... I mean, like, the further you get away from something that you could just make at your house, if you bought some lunch meat and bread and, and kept it, actually managed to buy it and eat it before it went bad... Yeah. so if, like, the further you get away from that and into the fanciness at Subway then the shittier it's going to be for you but like the, <clears throat> their regular sandwiches are way way better for you I feel than, than, than a McDonald's than like a big a McDonald's Mac. hamburger or yeah. something yeah
1: and as I like Chipotle seems pretty good to me you know like all of the things in their steam table just seem like food and you can see them cooking in the back and it's not in weird machines that you don't know what they do, like at McDonald's. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, there's a there's a a griddle where the guy is cooking the carne asada. You know, yeah. and I'm which, watching him do it.
0: Yeah, which came probably from a bag of frozen chicken, but was a bag of frozen chicken and not like a bag of patties from chickens that were mechanically separated and like the the pink layer kind of yeah, shaved off yeah I mean, yeah, I, mean there's, I don't is think just that huge. there's anything the like
1: fundamentally wrong with mechanically separated meat it, if anything I feel like it gives you the well the fewest animals have to die for the most amount of edible material uh, and you know I think that that like that pink slime scare I you know
0: no I didn't give a shit about that
1: Al- Alton Brown was like hey you know this is really not a big deal. Like, this is... People have been using this... Like, you could have the exact same stuff, and it wouldn't look like this, but it would be the exact same thing, and this is something that people have been doing to me for a really long time, and it's just not a big deal, and it's totally safe.
0: uh uh-huh.
1: um, It just is gross and easy to latch onto and get upset about, so... And I, you know, I trust Alden Brown.
0: And, like, any... Yeah, people who enjoy eating meat should not ever watch meat getting made. I and mean, I would imagine that most of those processes are pretty disgusting. Like, I don't want to watch somebody slaughter a cow. You have probably seen somebody slaughter a cow.
1: Yeah, no, I have. How was that? Um, you know, it's. I think it is. It the way that it, the way that it happened when I would see it was fairly far removed from the way that it happens in a. You know, in a especially like in a pre-Temple Grandin industrial scale slaughterhouse right but you know there is i don't know that i ever actually watched a cow get killed but it was essentially like my grandpa would give the cow a shot like an injection to knock it out and then cut its throat and then hang it upside down drain the blood skin it and then the cow is hanging from a hook you know, from a meat hook because that's why they call them that. Gotcha. In the barn, and my uncle, who was a butcher, would you know, gut it and feed the guts to the stray cats. <laughs> Shit. Like not even not even stray cats, right? They're like farm cats. Um, and and you know, I mean, I remember I remember a really clear moment where a cut was made, and then some sort of like ah. Uh, like muscular fluid or like 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 just some just like a gout of clear liquid came out of it and i was like what was that and nobody knew like no nobody who was involved in the process of butchering the cow knew enough about biology to know what it was that they had just released a whole bunch of that's just the thing that comes out when you cut that part of the cow off right um and then you know in the days before my like Nowadays, I think Grandpa just sends the meat to a butcher. Actually, nowadays Grandpa has stopped raising cattle. Mm. I think, and I asked him if he if I if he thought he was done with it for good, and he was like, "Yeah, probably." no like, and oh, that's sad. But you know, I think it's kind of it's a lot of work, and it doesn't like it results in a bunch of beef to eat, right? But it doesn't like at the scale that he does it, like a cow or two a year, it doesn't really make any money. Sure. Um, but I, you know, it used to be that like then my 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 grandma and my aunts would sit with a meat grinder making the hamburger out of the fucking the entire goddamn cow because they're philistines, (laughs) you know. And did not even. I've told this story before, but my mom had to like really talk my grandpa into cutting out like the filet mignon instead of just putting having that be part of the
0: hamburger. Oh yeah, I remember that. That's horrible. Like he just
1: he does like because (laughs) he doesn't like steak, he likes hamburgers, and so it's like all right. So fuck, but but yeah, I mean, like I watched pretty much that entire process from big, dopey, furry, alive thing in in the pasture to hamburger on the plate with cows. At least, I mean, I you know I never really saw it with yeah with anything else. They they, like by the time I was born, my grandpa had pretty much had an ass full of pigs and chickens. And so, they're just like fuck, this I'm not doing this anymore. Yeah. Um, the pigs would always get like because pigs are smart, so the pigs would always get loose and ruin the garden. No, no, they had chickens when my mom was growing up because it was like her job to gather eggs.
0: And we have friends who are raising chickens and slaughtering them, and it's interesting. They have a like a four year old little girl who they went over the whole process with, and. Then they, like, the little girl sat and watched Mom slaughter the chicken, and afterwards she said she was sad that the chicken was gone, but that she was looking forward to eating it. hmm So well, that's a good, eh, healthy response. I don't think that I could do the slaughtering myself, which maybe that makes me a hypocrite, because I will eat the shit out of a chicken, but I don't think I would kill it myself.
1: Yeah, I would have a really hard time with that. I mean... <laughs> I think I would get used to it in a hurry because like you know my when as my chickens died for various reasons it made me feel guilty but not sad like it made me feel guilty like you know this is my fault somehow like I didn't take care of them well enough and I don't think that that's actually true Mm -hmm. right I think that they they're not designed because I mean they are designed at this point right like every chicken that is alive now is a product of a whole lot of you know crude genetic engineering via selective breeding and they're not hardy and they're not designed to live in this climate you know they're designed to on average produce a shitload of eggs yeah and and you know meat ones are designed to be really fat so i I can't imagine that's a real survival suited thing either you know and that's why people who raise chickens for eggs have 50 chickens instead of three chickens you know Yeah. yeah i don't know I guess Gruner has three chickens. Her chickens... But they're just... You know, they're better at keeping things alive than I am. Their, their, their baby is still alive.
0: Yeah. Uh, whereas your baby, we don't talk about. mm mm-hmm. Yeah, the... Uh, the chicken thing. I don't know. The wife wants to get into that, and I just don't... I don't want to have another thing to take care of. And... Huh. The, like because here you also have to build you either have to bring them inside in the winter time or you have to build some kind of heated structure that they can be in and uh, yeah I just don't want to
1: yeah that yeah. that would be pretty rough I mean if it, if it had not been so you know it was like a day's work to convert this weird doghouse I had into a totally suitable chicken enclosure and like yeah, I don't know. The reason the reason that I don't, it, it does not take very much time to care for them, right? And the reason that I don't, the reason that I didn't get any more after all mine died is because it's like yet another thing stopping me from spending as much time as I want to in San Francisco. Right. Right? It's like, it's a more complicated thing. Like, hey, could you come and feed my cat is a thing where, hey, could you come and feed my cat and also take care of a bunch of chickens is just a taller order.
0: Yeah, I agree. Like right now, the. Well, my son's asleep. If you will just come over and make sure the house doesn't burn down with him inside it, is different than. And let the dog out anytime he whines at the door, and. Yeah. It is a thing. Yeah,
1: I mean, it probably shouldn't be, right? Like, people should probably be able to take care of that level of commitment, and it shouldn't seem like. It shouldn't seem like a bad idea to trust somebody else with that.
0: Right. Well, is this 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 shit that, like. Not so much I don't trust them, it's that. It's, uh, I'm already imposing on somebody if I'm asking them to like come to my house and watch my kid. Yeah. And I hate to impose fursure.
1: Yeah, I guess it's, you know, I mean, if it was like your mom or something, then of course she'll do that for you. Yeah. Right. But and uh, Yeah, I don't know. I don't understand how social things work at all. Social media? I, um, you know, I just went over to the neighbor like, hey, you think your daughter would be willing to take care of our cat while we're gone? He was like, yep, I'll send her over. Like, oh, that's cool. So I don't know if that just speaks to the relationship they have where he he is willing to have her to take care of the cat. And so that was the important thing.
0: And I would wager any normal kid wants to make a little money anytime they can. Yeah. Probably.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I, so I would guess that's true, except that I know that there are a lot of 15-year-old kids in the neighborhood that I live in. And it is never, ever 15-year-old kids mowing the lawn. It is always 25- or 30-year-old Mexican dudes. Right. Which is weird. So I don't know. I mean, I don't know how much of this is me being in a different place. I don't know how much of it is the culture just being different in a place where there, are, where there is a lot of cheap immigrant labor. But, like, I don't know if 15-year-old kids are as hungry for money as me and my friends were when we were 15 and like started getting jobs and shit because i do not see them working anywhere yeah and i don't know if that's a thing that's changed over time i don't know if it's i just don't notice it right because to me like there isn't really a whole lot of difference between a 15 year old and a 20 year old anymore (laughs) so maybe maybe the the girls at the coffee stand that i think of as college girls are actually high school girls and i don't know
0: yeah, don't have sex with any of them. Okay. Until you find out.
1: They all have tattoos, which used to be. we used to think, oh, well, she's got tattoos, she has to be at least 18. Otherwise, that's against the law. <laughs> you know?
0: there, there are kids um, in my wife's classes who are 13 and have tattoos.
1: Yeah, well, with parental consent, apparently, you can do it in some places. Yeah. Or if, you're, if your dad's a tattoo artist.
0: <laughs> well, like, if your brother made a little tattoo gun out of an rc motor and a needle you can have a tattoo
1: yeah that's like kind of a sw- thing, like too. a swastika or a ring of barbed wire around yeah, your like
0: arm a, it'll look you know like you can have a shitty tattoo but hey that's better than no tattoo at all right
1: we have this we have this friend who um i never asked because i thought that it might be something that she was self-conscious about like like some sort of weird scars or like a like, a skin disorder or something, but it turns out it was just the remnants of a real shitty tattoo that she and her friends gave her with, like, ballpoint pen ink yeah, and stuff, and I was like, oh, okay, that, that suddenly explains a lot.
0: I remember you know? kids doing shit like that with, like, ballpoint pen ink and just a, I like guess, sewing needle. Yeah. <coughs> they, people got bored in Prescott.
1: Yeah, well, luckily, the the bikers swooped in and filled that power vacuum with meth, Right. and then nobody was ever bored again. Uh, so you watch the Oscars. Are we ready to Are we ready to have an argument about uh, Seth MacFarlane?
0: <laughs> I don't think there's any need to. Uh... No,
1: I also think we're both pretty much on the same side of the.
0: Yeah, I like, think after sampling the criticism of the show, I was like. I watched the show, it was pretty funny he did this song about the the movies in which women in the room had shown their boobs but it was in the context of like he gets a call from Captain Kirk and they put Captain Kirk on the view screen and Captain Kirk says he's come from the future to stop him from ruining the Oscars with his bullshit and uh He shows him, like, here's one of the things that you did that really offended people, so make sure you don't do it. And then they show that clip, complete with, like, reaction shots that were filmed the previous day with the women he's singing about. And it was funny. It was was a clever song, and a funny song, and apparently me thinking that just kind of makes me horrible. So...
1: Well, I mean, according to who? According to the... Some total number of people on the internet who think that that's horrible
0: yeah I've, I mean, had that's... A, I've had a couple of people who are kind of tangential facebook friends posting like well i can't imagine what kind of knuckle-dragging Cro magnon neanderthal asshole douchebag would enjoy a complete misogynistic <laughs> piece of shit like the i saw your boobs song but i'm sure i don't know anyone and i'm like okay well I'm gonna tell you that that's funny because I can't help it and you're gonna write me off forever and I I feel like you're the one in the wrong here. These whether you think that it's funny or not and whether you think that, it, that he's an asshole or not just to say, like, if you enjoyed this you must be an asshole. Yeah, I don't get it.
1: Yeah, it's... You know... People enjoy being outraged. Some people. Some people enjoy being outraged.
0: They also enjoy having their their beliefs reinforced. So like if the narrative is that Seth MacFarlane is a misogynistic douchebag, then that's where we'll start from our evaluation. And if there's any way we can make anything he says seem misogynistic, we'll do it. It's kind of like the like well, obviously Obama's doing this thing because he's a Kenyan Muslim. And you can you can find a whole lot of things that he would do because he's a Kenyan Muslim if you start from that place.
1: It has yeah. it has been weird to me. Like I, we talked about this in in dev a little bit today. I I don't get every once in a while something comes out of the like like uh, hyper liberal nerd echo chambers that I hang out in that really really surprises me, and uh, two two of those things are people being super people feel like feeling like the South Park guys political viewpoints are super objectionable and people feeling like family guy is not funny and that Seth MacFarlane is a hack and a and, and socially irresponsible asshole and because I feel like I feel like the culture that I am in would like both of those things yeah uh-huh. You know, I, uh, I, like, I find it hard to imagine somebody disliking either Family Guy or The Simpsons, right? They are both good things, and I think, I think that maybe what has happened is that they, like, say, I don't know, World of Warcraft and every other MMO, Right? They can both be fucking okay at the same time, right? They can both be good games, and some of them are going to appeal more to one person, and some of them are going to appeal more to another person. But, like, we are not warring tribes, right? Yeah. People who like Family Guy and people who like The Simpsons are not warring tribes. Those are two behaviors that are not... They do not draw any lines, right? They're not mutually exclusive,
0: Yeah, you could certainly watch and enjoy both of them, and I do, and even if you don't enjoy one of them, you don't have to think that the people who enjoy them are assholes.
1: Yeah, that's, I mean, I don't, I don't even think anymore, I probably used to, I probably used to believe this, and I probably used to express this opinion all the time, like, I don't think people who watch soap operas are idiots, I don't think people who watch American Idol are assholes. I don't think people who watch the Jersey Shore are douchebags I don't think the people who watch Fear Factor are idiots I don't know if any of those shows are still on
0: No but- I get what you're saying And I've, I've slowly changed my opinion on that too And it's weird to me When somebody expresses it now They're like oh well Who the fuck would watch American Idol Or who the fuck would watch the Super Bowl Or the Oscars You know, I don't even own a TV Like oh god I remember being you
1: yeah, and I mean, I, to, you know, it's not, like, I also feel the same way about a lot of, like, issues that are way more serious than that, right? Like, mm-hmm. I, I it bothers me when somebody says, like, what kind of asshole owns a gun? You know, what kind of asshole... Yeah, Even to a certain extent, like, what kind of asshole opposes gay marriage? Like, a lot of just, like, average people who would totally be nice to you if you met them and are decent people, right?
0: right. Like
1: they just have wildly different backgrounds and ideas about the way the world works than you do and you know that does not make them the enemy nobody is anybody's enemy here really unless we're actually in like uh, you know a, a, a war situation <laughs> right
0: <laughs> I, 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 the real enemy is the pope
1: Oh, yeah, I think we can all agree on that. And luckily, although we didn't even get the satisfaction of seeing him die this time.
0: Yeah, wow. I think it's really interesting that you could be called by God, like, to do something and then step down. And there's a reason why nobody's done that in 500 years, because it does look a little weird. Or 600 years, yeah.
1: I mean, I would like to think...
0: As much as I care? (laughs) Like...
1: I, I would like to think that the people who are running the show at the Catholic Church like I, I, I this is this is probably just not true I like do you think that your dad literally believes the things that he says about the Bible and and the teachings in the Bible
0: yeah or he is, he is a true believer really sure. yeah
1: I mean he honestly believes That He's gonna go to heaven when he dies And sing with the angels forever Oh yeah And that heaven is a place with clouds and Golden harps and shit
0: Well like he would say nobody knows what heaven is like But It's gonna be awesome Uh He literally believes that the earth was created In seven literal days And that it was created to look Older than it is like it and it is, it's hard to 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 jibe that with how smart he is.
1: But he doesn't really act like that's the case. Right? Yeah. He doesn't he does not like if you honestly if you honestly believed that everything that happened on Earth was just a prelude to a, an infinite period of time that was determined by what decisions that you made here. I don't think that you would act the way that any human being acts, hmm. right? You, I, I think you can't do that, right? Like you, you would, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, what I was gonna say is you would, you would, you would tell as many people as would listen <laughs> about.
0: Yeah, which is this what thing he's, that you said, which is what does, life like, doing yeah. Like
1: what a missionary does.
0: Yeah, I and mean, you don't mess with a missionary, man. Yeah, you don't. Yeah, I don't know.
1: I mean, because it like it seems to me like probably what happened is that the pope was diagnosed with some terminal disease or something. Right? there, there, the doctor was like, "Yeah, you're gonna start to go fucking nuts, and then you're gonna die." Like, yeah. well, like
0: <laughs> <how> <laughs> to running around blessing things all willy nilly. Yeah,
1: and and he was like, "Oh, you know, I probably shouldn't do that because that would be detrimental to an organization that I care deeply about." And so what I'm gonna do is let reason win out over tradition, and I would have like to believe that that is how decisions are made at the high levels. Although I guess, you know, even our fucking secular government doesn't work that way.
0: I mean, I would think you would have to imagine that the conclave of cardinals is not a hundred guys praying really hard that God will send them the idea of what name they should pick. And it's more a hundred guys going okay well we have all these people in Latin America we have all these people in Africa we have all these people in the states these are the social issues that the church is facing this is the kind of leader that we need to continue to stay relevant and so we should go with this guy like you, you have to imagine that there's some serious politicking and strategizing going on for that
1: you would think I mean if it was if it was the Jewish Vatican then certainly <coughs> because I because I feel like this is again like the the sort of like technicality that that Jews are good at exploring, right? Is it racist to say that Jews are good at exploring technicality?
0: Well, apparently, I can't tell you what is and isn't racist because I like Seth MacFarlane. Oh,
1: right, because you're yeah, you're you're racist against boobs, right? But what I like, I my my understanding of, of discourse at high levels in in Judaism is that God gave us reason right and so making decisions without using reason is not listening to god
0: Hmm. and
1: and i would like to think that it that when it comes to policy decisions although you know it it seems pretty fucking clear that maybe you should let people in africa wear rubbers so that we get the whole aids thing under control there are rational reasons why you would not do that, right? Like, let's say that everybody in charge in the Vatican realizes, yeah, fuck, this situation really blows, but if we say it's okay to wear condoms, then everyone who gives us money will stop giving us money and the church will collapse.
0: Right.
1: I don't know if that's true.
0: Although they I eventually don't...
1: did. Did they?
0: Yeah, the the Pope said that... It was best, of course, to only have sex with one person and only have sex with someone that you know and not have... and not use birth control, but given all that, people in Africa should totally wear condoms. It kind of was said in a way that made it, like... If you're not in Africa, you know I'm I'm just saying this so that they don't get more AIDS. Don't you think you can go using condoms? Uh-huh. I don't know. Yeah. I also all of the Catholics that I know who are super devout <coughs> really don't give a shit about that and use birth control all the time. Yeah. So Yeah, me too. Like the importance of the Pope is maybe over presented like i i would think that you do whatever the pope says if you're a really devout catholic and apparently it's more of a well you know the pope is totally infallible but it's not like he's right about everything
1: it's like the queen
0: the queen if she had balls she would be the king
1: Uh, Casey Wiederman uh, wrote into Radio Bugbear while we were on the uh, while we were on the show. He said, "Hey, Jake, your cheeseburger and beer pedestal mirrors something in Donald Miller's book Through Painted Deserts." He acts uh, down and up the Grand Canyon, and all he wants is a bowl of Raisin Bran, which was in his head at the time, just the best possible imagined reward. So he has a bowl, and it's amazing. Also, some stuff about God.
0: Wow, It's pretty good. Okay. Um,
1: All I wanted on my first Grand Canyon trip was Chocolate milk and chili cheese fritos (laughs) And then I ate some of those And it was super gross Yeah And then uh, we bought some cigarettes And on the way back uh, I lit a cigarette In this passenger seat of the car That Roy was driving And then I was like "Uh, I don't actually want to smoke this cigarette Because I feel too sick And I threw the entire cigarette out the window and a draft of wind blew it against the window of the car where it spun in circles for a really long time in place and then flew off to probably start a forest
0: fire. Right.
1: I mean we weren't really in the forest. And I don't know why that tiny moment is a thing that I will always remember. Like it wasn't
0: That was your garden estate?
1: Yeah, I, apparently. That was my maybe that was that was God talking to me.
0: He was saying, "Zach, never quit smoking."
1: Yep. Check it out. It's a wheel of fire. It's a message for you.
0: It's a wheel within a wheel.
1: Yeah. Uh well, do you want to uh, do you want to take a break within a break so that we can roll? So we can roll.
0: Oh, look at that! Come back and answer some questions. Sure. You want to do thirteen minutes? Sure. And we're back What the hell were you listening to? Oh, um, Mika Grace Kelly What's that? Cool song That's a guy who sings kind of like Freddie Mercury And it's, it's a cool little song I like it mm. Nothing wrong with it Four or five years ago was a big deal Good Yeah So
1: it sounded um, pretty precious
0: Oh, it's delightful uh, Hey, Radio Bugbear messages
1: yeah. Unless you add anything else uh, something else. Anything else?
0: Uh, further awkward silence and, and stuff. Go ahead.
1: Anything other than anything else? Hmm. Anywhere better than everywhere else? What? What? What's the phrase I'm looking for?
0: Everything louder than everything else.
1: Yeah. What's that? Is that like a U two song?
0: The meatloaf song. Oh, good. Yep. <laughs>
1: Sterlock says: Can scrolls of drastic healing be added to the list of items that move remove beaten up? No. They don't, beaten up is not a thing in Final Fantasy. Hit points are,
0: okay.
1: and you have a lot of them. the world of Square says, "Just wanted to say that the item info on consummate salad is the best item info in the game." Well, thanks. Hypocat two says, "Why don't two glowing red eyes combine into anything?" Is not that normally what we do with halves of pairs of things? But it's not. the The thing about Hal is not that he had two glowing red eyes and that made him super spooky. <laughs> it's that he had a single glowing red eye. <laughs> It made him unlike a thing that you could, that you could, uh, relate to. Linguini Lad says, uh, the neckbeard giant, uh, looks like Jonathan Colton. Coincidence? I, I mean, no, I get no, yes, yes. After I finished drawing it, I was like, huh, I kind of just drew a giant that looks like me.
0: Do you look kind of like Jonathan Colton? I I guess maybe a little bit. When yeah. I when I
1: have a beard, his hair is a different color than mine. He's shorter than me. His hair is shorter than mine. He's I don't know. He's cool, and I'm not real cool.
0: The internet loves you too.
1: Well, not as much as they love him.
0: Yeah, that's true. But the internet doesn't love anybody as much as they love him.
1: No. Uh, so why do people keep asking about the class act leaderboard commendations isn't there a system in place for every challenge path that automatically gives them out to people depending on what spot they place y- yeah but those boards were totally like characteristically different than the previous challenge paths boards there were six times as many of them so that's what people wanted to know yeah. um, Slow mo in harmonic says I want to attack the game with my fez of etymology it should do plus five good spelling damage etymology doesn't really teach you how to spell though
0: no if there was some kind of damage you could do just by knowing the history of words then we would do that but uh, it turns out that you can't even impress people with etymology much less damage them
1: maybe other etymologists (coughs) I suppose or lost entomologists yeah you can Uh, also give them some entomans cookies (laughs) if they're hungry you're in the wrong place you must be really hungry That's okay, I'll just eat these grubs. They're totally nutritious, you know. You see, entomologists can't impress anybody either. Yep. I'm glad that I don't live in a culture that eats a lot of grubs. I'm sure that I live in a culture that eats a lot of stuff that somebody who lived in a culture that ate grubs would be really grossed out by. Everything is relative.
0: Except for I think I draw the line of grubs. I think we're good. Yeah.
1: I could probably give you a chocolate-covered grub, and you wouldn't even know. I would just say, hey, it's a salty raisinette.
0: Well, I'd be like, mmm, chocolate. What was that? Covered what? Yeah, I don't care.
1: Yeah. Hey, you're such a chocoholic.
0: I am. I'm like a chocoholic. I'm like an alcoholic, but with booze. Wait.
1: Uh, Felgud says, hey, Chick, any progress on the use ex-skeletons to fight a skulldozer? No, I sort of forgot about it, because nobody mentioned it in a long time. Um, I guess that's a hint to mention it over and over again. Uh, B. Wheat says the suspiciously empty sky, some sort of anal dog fighting adventure yeah. the, Okay, so that actually said Ariel, but it was spelled wrong
0: <laughs> and it
1: was in the font Ariel which made the A-R-I look like A-N
0: <laughs>
1: I did not do that on purpose um, anal dogfighting what would that even be, like like, I have a dog fighting ring. It's hidden in my butt.
0: Or is it a place where you chain two dogs together by the anus? Perhaps.
1: And then how does that work? How do you get a chain on somebody's anus? I guess you get both... Wait, huh. You, you just sort of have to get one of them to swallow the chain. <laughs> yes, you, okay. So you get each of them to swallow a chain, and then you get a welder to... Oh, just Add a padlock a new link it, to the ends of the chain it, after they come yeah. out of their asshole.
0: I'll we'll just give it a, a padlock. It's fine. Okay, there you go. I'll give you a pass.
1: <laughs> I was I was trying to figure out a way that you could get two dogs oriented that way by actually just feeding them the chain, but it wouldn't work. One of them would have to like
0: one of them is going <laughs> okay, backwards. So yes. it,
1: I could see if you could get like a dog and a really big snake <laughs> oriented that way because. <laughs> You feed the dog the chain, and then you feed the snake the whole assembly. Um, but maybe you cover the dog with something that stops the snake from digesting it.
0: Like Olestra?
1: Well, that probably wouldn't work, though, because snakes... I don't know, can snakes, like, dislodge their ass jaw
0: also? I <clears throat> First, I need to understand whether or not they have an ass jaw.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Okay, this is a great question b <laughs> I have no idea what the fuck you're talking about uh but yeah oh like that would be another like the nearby planes or whatever I think that's I think that's what that's about right uh Battlesuit Bugbear type or Black Ops Bugbear serious question it says Cannonfire 40 what
0: Cannonfire what
1: no, no, no. What, is that a question about which one we prefer? Or was that relevant to something that I just said? This live listening confuses me. I forget that people are paying attention. I, uh, Black Ops Bugbear? Okay. That's, that's, that's my my assessment uh b says I imagine there are not insignificant amounts of grubs hidden in much processed food uh ew to both of us but if their penises got stuck in each other's bums what how is that gonna work
0: in each other's you don't understand how things work
1: okay so I guess you could have you could have d- dogs could
0: no no no
1: how many dogs would you need? You could do like a figure uh, eight thing. Huh, right? Jesus. Where each of them was 69ing, but they were 69ing with the dog next to them, which was turned the other way. Right? So you could probably get as few as four dogs in
0: that arrangement. God. You know, this is this is how... Uh, Sometimes I say it best when I say nothing at all. This is how the
1: human centipede... Uh, script got written Right Because Sc- it
0: starts with The the movie starts with dogs Yeah Like the guy's first thing was
1: You don't see them He has a picture Which yeah. is sort of the <laughs> finest moment
0: Have you seen that movie? I, that would surprise yeah. me Yeah no, That I've surprises seen
1: that. me Because uh, it was on It was on Uh, it was on, uh ah oh, too soon be weeds since you can fly on a broom and battle snoopy and hippie griffs etc too soon uh, i don't think that the, I, I am almost certain that that was just him making the same joke that hippie griff made when he made his name right um damn damn tasteless uh forum thread i think we've i think we've done enough damage here yep Thanks for the classy path, says Darz. I did a run for each class, 100% nemesis familiar. It forced me to remember what each class is supposed to be about. Thoughts from somebody with quite a few perm skills. Seal clubber. Easy to play, straightforward. Summoning seals is cool, flavorful, and it's fun to collect all the spine clubs and stuff, but in run, it's not a very practical option. It's time-consuming to find all the stuff you need to summon them, and easier to just do the normal quests. Might be simpler to just have the seals randomly attack you like the nemesis assassins. Yeah, that's... I really like that content. uh, But i'm not so satisfied with it as a game system and so that that is certainly a thing that's on the table for uh for looking at when it comes time to skill revamp uh turtle hammer shield bud is awesome the combos are sweet like seal club or above taming turtles is a bit convoluted what if turtles randomly attacked you and you had to like weaken them in combat but not kill them and then use a tame skill to capture them that i don't like um But again, making the making the turtle thing a little more reliable. It's weird how little time you spend spending 10 or 20 adventures in the same zone when you're trying to play this game seriously. Yeah. Uh, saucer. Potions are incredibly powerful. Elemental saucer is awesome, but the other spheres are a bit underwhelming. The bonus effects you get by casting spells through them are a cool idea, but it's pointless when you can already kill an enemy in the first round. Yep. Man, I made this cool toy that I think would make it so... Even if a saucer revamp pissed off all the dick stabbers, it would make all the other kids real happy because it's cool looking and fun, and I think it's a neat conceptual idea. Did you play with that thing at all? Which one? The thing I made on Friday. No, I haven't been in there yet. It just says uh, it's. I think it's linked to on the main map on Dev. And It just says Sauce Toy.
0: Oh, Sauce Toy, yeah.
1: It's, it's. I don't know. I. I, I think it's <laughs> neat. The the numbers are all completely pulled out of my ass, but I like the idea uh pasta lots of cool flexible skills summon ghosts are cool it would be cooler if we could summon whichever one we wanted in combat i imagine that once i get around to doing this whole revamp that the skill the 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 ghosts will work a lot more similarly to the way that jarlsberg summons work um like you'll just have one out all the time and it they'll probably be either way way weaker or fire less often i mean they, they will have to be way weaker than the current pasta ghosts i guess mm, i don't know disco bandit disco combos are awesome flavorful and useful i think dbs are just about perfect as is yep sure everybody loves them accordion thief flexible just buff for almost every situation combat doesn't offer a lot of strategic decisions but you already knew that yeah 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 sorry for the long post and thanks for the refreshing <laughs> perspective keep up the awesome work i love your game and play it every day well thank you Dars. Turing says, we have the sword behind inappropriate prepositions and the staff of homophones. How about a spaspo of croonerisms? Well, that doesn't work because neither of those things are
0: words. I would think a croonerism is like things that Frank Sinatra would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I guess, like, the problem is that the definition of spoonerism has kind of relaxed to just be, to include the nonsense that results when you... When you switch things around and they don't necessarily have to be words as long as they sound funny. Yeah. And you're never going to accept that as a thing.
1: You know, um, Rhyme in Twilight Heroes did a, did a like a spoonerism there was like a spoonerism villain and so he was in the uh he was in something. They were all I forget what the the rank and musty days, dank and rusty maze kind of thing. Mm. Um and they were all things that were actual spoonerisms. And there are a lot of things, you know, that were, you know, he, he stuck to the actual there being words. Right. Thing. And, you know, th- there was enough stuff in there that, um, yeah, it comes up every once in a while. I did, I don't know if I told you about this, but I think I mentioned it on the radio. I discovered the very best spoonerism the other day. Oh, yes. Uh, cookie dough and dookie cough. <laughs> and that is the best. That is the best <laughs> spoonerism for two reasons. One, uh, neither of the words rhymes with the other with its with its with its mate, right? Right, and two, it's about coughing up a turd.
0: Yeah. So wouldn't just a wouldn't a dookie cough just be a fart? Huh Yeah, I guess in a, from a certain point of view. <laughs> point of view being a a dog with a chain coming out of its asshole.
1: Yeah, what kind of dough would make a
0: queef? Uh, Poems are made by fools like me, but only God can make a queef.
1: So it'd be uh, Vajkov say, and so it'd be Cagvo.
0: Kagvo. That doesn't
1: work. That isn't
0: a real thing. (laughs) (coughs) Excuse me. Uh,
1: Is there a word for vagina that starts with D? D... dick hole I think that means something else
0: dick void
1: dick socket
0: (sighs) dick socket attorney at law
1: Hey, Jake and Scully says, Joe's Mule, one, two, three. I know lots of people have asked for tweaks to the way the palindrome works. Last time the question came up, you kind of disregarded it because you didn't understand what the problem was, which is fair. <laughs> Whoa. To complete the palindrome quest, you must get items from three non-combats as well as a ketchup pound from Bob Racecar, then put them on the shelf in the next non-combat. You also need Stunt Nuts for the next quest. The Palinome has Bob Racecar, which drops both Stunt Nuts and a Ketchup Hound, and it has Racecar Bob, which drops Stunt Nuts but no Ketchup Hound. The encounter rate for both Bob Racecar and Racecar Bob are extremely low, which leads to a lot of RNG fuckery in the Palinome, and you have to get that specific low encounter monster. Add to the fact that the drop rate to Ketchup Hound is about 35%, you might find yourself looking for three or four of these guys, which burns tons of adventures like 70 or 80. The consensus seems to be that adding a Ketchup Hound drop to Racecar Bob would make it a little better. I, for one, would approve of this. Since this long diatribe wasn't actually a question, here's a question. Will you please add a ketchup hound drop to race car, Bob? Pretty please? Yeah, sure. Uh, Postman27 says, Dear Jake, back when the Helm of Boris was released, I was rather annoyed. Gear you can use in hardcore. What is this garbage? However, after hearing your explanation about how you need the creative flexibility to explore things outside the traditional hardcore normal divide, I ended up agreeing with you. Uh, Following that, each of the... Following that, each of the character class challenge paths has been cooler than the last, and after a two-month Ascension break, i am really enjoying playing Jarlsburg. The knowledge that my next run will be a little easier makes it all the more rewarding. I'll admit I don't have a lot of sympathy for the people who complain that it's hard work to play competitively, but I admire your cleverness. Selling dick anesthetic to people who complain that stabbing themselves in the dick is painful seems very much like a lemonade out of lemons decision that I've come to expect from you and the team. I look forward to the next challenge path and the upcoming release of Word Realms. Thanks for all the hard work, and I wish you and your team the best. Sincerely, Postman 27 P.S. Horror Show and Video Games HotDugger are a lot of fun to listen to. TLDR, Jarlsburg is awesome. You guys are awesome. Well, thank oh, you.
0: Thanks, buddy. Thanks for listening to the Horror Show. I know uh, that we have, like, <clears throat> around 200 people that download it, but it always surprises me when I hear somebody actually listens to it. So thanks. I,
1: I have to admit that I have not. Listen to it, and I apologize.
0: I wouldn't expect you to. I, I want to send you the bumps at some point so you can hear them because I think those are pretty cool. But I, I would not fool myself to think that it would be that entertaining for you to listen to.
1: I mean, I'm not. I am not a horror show enthusiast,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right? If you guys are just talking about life and shit,
0: it is kind of gratifying and strange that we have people who listen to every episode but don't watch any of the movies. So, like every week, we say next week we're going to discuss these three movies, and we will all watch them so they'll be fresh in our minds. But there are people who just listen because they like their only interaction with the movie is us talking about it. And I think that's nice, a little flattering.
1: Uh, how about a sort of opposites? Says Whack. It's actually a bow, <laughs> and it changes your words into their opposites. Examples: yes, no, Agree, disagree, yeah. buying, selling. It would be kind of interesting to, to have that database. Hmm. Um, although it would be very, very difficult to even... The hard thing about doing databases of language is that there are a lot of edge cases that are open to interpretation. You know, what is the opposite of rough? Is it gentle or is it smooth?
0: Hmm. Is it both? It's me with the ladies.
1: This is actually a pretty good idea. I wonder how big... So... One thing that makes the staff of homophones a lot more feasible as a thing is that it is pretty easy to just have a PHP script that has an array of all of the homophones in it
0: Mm -hmm.
1: uh, that are used. That is definitely not going to be the case with words and their opposites. Because there are gonna be a lot of them, so it would have to work it would have to work in a different way than other things that just swap out words, but I bet it would be possible. That is a cool idea, Wack. Thank you. Mr Skullhead, please become a doctor so we can call you Doctor Skullhead. I mean I call you Doctor Skullhead sometimes just for fun.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure why. I don't think I would be too taken aback if I had a doctor named Doctor Skullhead. Like Dr. Skull, maybe, but the head just kind of... It's adorably redundant.
1: What about Dr. Murder
0: Patient? Oh, Dr. Murder Patient was fantastic. He did my appendectomy.
1: Dr. 100% mortality surgeon.
0: Mm. Um, Hmm. That guy's actually a dentist. Doctor is just his first name.
1: Let's see. Uh, why do all of Jarlsburg's size 4 dishes require cosmic dough? I can't make any of them. It also takes 12 skills to make a shitty hot dog, but only 11 to make the greatest sandwich ever. Boris should be able to summon it. Uh, yeah. Some of those things are broken. Uh, Jack, I dare you to say something in radio. I've never seen you chat except for that one time I PM'd you and your name wasn't red then, so it doesn't count. My name is not red any of the time. My name is always a, a delicious purple. Like deep, artificial grape flavoring.
0: A deep purple.
1: Yeah. Uh, I wonder if uh, I wonder if old Stuart from Game Never Ending and Glitch is gonna be in San Francisco. That was why my name was purple, because whenever Stuart talked in the game Never Ending chat, his name was a different color, and I was like, Oh man, what a great way to identify yourself as a guy who is in charge of things. I should do that.
0: And so you did. Mm-hmm.
1: Yep. Yeah. Sparking before spoon says, "Now nah, that should be a spoonbow of crosserisms." But I like and I collect. I like and collect silverware-related items. Do you ever meet anybody that collected like
0: just commemorative spoons? I feel like at least one of my grandparents did.
1: How did that get to be a thing?
0: I don't know, but I guess like if you're driving across country and you're stopping at all the tourist stops, and they all sell spoons, you start to think you know, if I bought a spoon for all of the places I'd been, I would have this spoon collection. And then I did for see some something that I thought was
1: interesting, which was a, like, a manufacturer of souvenir state-shaped refrigerator magnets that was such that you could put them together on your refrigerator and make the country, That's and cool. they were all the same scale and fit together properly. I thought that seemed like a pretty cool idea.
0: That is a pretty cool idea.
1: Um,
0: all right. For
1: my question, I actually really enjoy the change that Age of Yorus makes to the way spell damage caps work with MP cost. It makes minus MP cost useful at low levels and could potentially make weak spells more useful at high levels if more plus MP cost items were available. My question then is, could we have more than two plus MP cost items? Nope. Not going down that road with that stuff. That whole thing... That was really depressing. Thursday and Friday were really depressing for me because of the reaction in that forum thread, which... It, every once in a while something happens that reminds me of the extent to which perception is reality about stuff like this and like no no offense to the people who feel really strongly about their opinions in that thread but honest to god I, you could not be more wrong about that system from a mechanical point of view and the fact that it is so so objectionable on the face of it that it that it prompted that reaction just makes me really sad like because i don't want i don't want this to be a job about tricking you into taking your medicine i don't want this to be a job about like politicking systems into existence instead of just designing things that i know are sound and and having them and having them just fall completely on their face, even though almost no one actually dislikes them in practice. Right. like this like the the idea, the idea that if if I were to make this change to all of the spells, which was was a thing that I was like, you know what? i'm I think this is a good idea. This solves a lot of the problems that I have with the system, and it is largely a thing that no one, Except the people that I'm trying to discourage from a very specific behavior are ever going to notice or care about, and no matter what I do to discourage a behavior that I don't like, the people who don't want to be discouraged from using that behavior are going to complain about it, and that is just a, that is a thing that you have to deal with. That is a thing that you have to deal with anytime you weaken anything in an already existing system, and that is you know I have calluses for that. And, and it suddenly just became this thing where it's like, alright, so these five items that nobody gave a fuck about before this are suddenly under certain very limited circumstances a thing that punishes you instead of rewarding you. And that notion that notion is so just gut reaction objectionable to people that it's like it became I don't know man the the way that the way the turns that that thread took were just so so depressing to me and like somebody somebody just made some offhand comment in some other thread like somebody posted some other thread that was just like some mechanical idea that they had that they posted and then somebody came in and just made like a mean-spirited joke where they referenced the the cap based on MP cost stuff. So here's the thing. What I'm going to do in the future is I am going to feed you guys the exact same fucking system, and you're going to love it. And that sucks. I don't want that to be what's going to happen. But it fucking
0: is. Ah. Fortunately, you're not mad anymore. I'm not mad. I was never mad. Just to explain it.
1: What? It, like. I, <coughs> uh, also, why do neither the companions or the Firefly statuette contain Firefly jokes? I don't know why the companions would contain uh, Firefly jokes. Because
0: the the prostitute in Firefly calls herself a companion.
1: Oh, right. (coughs) We had this whole long conversation uh, the other day about uh, attractiveness rankings. And somebody because somebody Roy Roy was like, "Hey, Marina Baccarin has a nude scene in this movie," and I looked up screenshots of it, and she has a short haircut. So it's was like, "Yeah, whatever, I don't care." And then that led to a lot of you know, yeah, people tell it people telling me in hot stuff that we're wrong about what we are attracted to in women. Yeah, so that's a cool thing.
0: I yeah, uh, it was weird seeing. Like, during Firefly, Morena Bakarin was amazingly, amazingly attractive to me. And then, when I saw she was going to be on the new V-series, I was super excited, and then saw her, and just kind of shrugged. She was the the Samson of hotness.
1: I, so, I have this weird, I I had a weird, like, examination of the things that I find attractive in, I guess, in, like, fictional characters. Mm -hmm. Right? Um... So I thought that Christina Hendricks In the beginning Of Our Mrs. Reynolds Was One of the most attractive women I had ever seen in anything True I I do not find her in the least Bit attractive in Mad Men Because of her personality And I sort of realized Mm -hmm. that when I think about the character In Our Mrs. Reynolds Once it became clear that the whole thing Was a put on that like I was like, all right, I'm just not attracted to that person anymore. I I could not really find Marina Bacharin's character attractive because of I think a couple of things. One, the the like sort of manipulation and politicking that was core to the character, and also because she reminded me of Roy's crazy evil ex?
0: Oh yeah, I guess so.
1: Which which like that whole thing, like even though Roy's crazy evil ex was attractive, I was just never found myself even a little bit attracted to her because she's fucking poison. Right. And I and I and I remember thinking that, that was really weird. I'm like this girl that is just objectively hot, like, I clearly there is something going on and this is not a thing that I would have probably said about myself. There is something going on at like a at like a dick level that makes me Genuinely unattracted to people whose objections, whose personalities I find objectionable. Right. Yeah.
0: But Miranda McCarran's character was all of her politics and whatever were benign, right? Yeah, they were always for the benefit of her her client.
1: Yes, but it was in that <coughs> it was in that stripper way, right? Like, like
0: I felt I like mean, she I, had a. I felt like she was very genuine with her it, affection, but you know. In the moment, she was very genuine in her affection,
1: but I mean, it does not like it, it, one-word description is prostitute, right? And that sure. that just has that just has the implications that this affection is not genuine, hmm. right? It's definitionally not genuine, or you wouldn't be paying for it. And you know, so then when I realized my my ranking of the attractiveness of the girls in Firefly pretty much went in order of like specific competence Hmm. and straightforwardness with crazy at a third rank for no good reason (laughs) right crazy was only at a third like river would have been the least attractive to me if it had not been for the real world experience making the prostitute whose name I don't remember in the show The least attractive <laughs> Anyway this has been In what order would you fuck these imaginary women
0: So you start with Kaylee As do I Yeah And uh
1: And then know. Zoe and then and- <laughs>
0: <No>. <laughs> Mine would probably be Kaylee Inara is her name Um River Zoe
1: Yeah it's only cause you don't like black chicks
0: I was gonna say only because I'm kind of a racist I have never gone black and so I have nothing to come back from
1: and I mean physically physically the top two are sort of interchangeable but engineering skills are more attractive to me than fighting skills
0: well and Kaylee's so nice that was my thing and she's just like sweet and sunshiny and but not dumb Uh but just really like it's nice, you know? You'd want to have a cup of coffee with her. And sure. then sex. Sure. Uh,
1: Elfin says, Softcore-only usability is often cited as a reason that gear doesn't sell very well, so I was surprised that the Bear Arms and Boris Helm didn't sell as well as, well as some other items of the month. Admittedly, they're only hardcore usable for the duration of the path. So does the tradeability matter a lot more than the hardcore usefulness, or is it something else? Well, I, I think what it is, is because we're designing these items to not be... Uh, we kind of fucked fucked up with Boris's helm a little bit, I guess, because that actually did become an optimal softcore pull. Um, <clears throat> I, I think the fact that they're usable in hardcore during the path probably makes it so as many people buy it for that specific purpose as would buy it if it were actually the best-in-slot thing, right? But since it's not, because we don't want to just deprecate Old Mr. Store gear, and we're out of slots. It is only optimal in that in that limited circumstance, and so <clears throat> you know the number of people who ascend in challenge paths is smaller than the number of people who ascend, right? So yeah, it's it's playing to a smaller market, even though it is playing to a broader segment of that smaller market. Yeah. Uh, also, if you redo the combat action bar, I'd love for you to be able to select that item by typing the first couple letters of its name instead of scrolling through a list of hundreds of combat items by hand. Thanks, as always, for the great work. Yeah, I'm guessing there are some pre-made, like, flexi drop-downs that we could use that would allow us to have images on them. Uh um. Uh, Galapagos James says how serious was the idea you had last show about making Warm Subject an actual shop that only accepts gift certificates I for one would love it especially if it had a coat and boots that were craftable like the top hat
0: hmm.
1: uh, like the oh like the giant hat people will yeah. really like I that was a kind of a throwaway idea I had at the very end of development developing that stuff like I was gonna like having the extra levels of Adding more gears onto the hat was was a last minute thing, but that turned out to be like a thing that people really liked. That makes me happy. I like it. I like it when something accidentally gets a lot of good feedback like that.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, Jick said, continues. Galapagos James, you've mentioned how much the level eleven quest will be a pain with the things you need to unlock that aren't obvious, like getting to the island. Does this make you wish you'd had the level twelve quest before the level eleven quest, since that would be more streamlined? In fact, now the general store is run by a general. He could both advise on starting a war and give you a quest to get the boat plans all in one go. Oh, I see what you mean Because because then by the time you got the level 11 quest You would have already had to have Gotten access to the island You know, I <clears throat> I think at whatever level th- This is probably the way That I would want to approach this in an ideal world At whatever level You At whatever level the hippies The baseline hippies and frat boys Would be appropriate, which I have, I don't have Any fucking idea what level those monsters are. Right? Because when we put them in there, they were probably slightly higher than the highest level monsters that existed. And we rolled them out at the same time as we rolled the island out, which was the same time that we rolled out the dinghy. Right? And so it was like, well of course this this is part of the this is part of the game that you see at this level, but it's totally not. Like you're not going to figure that out generally just playing through the game and clicking on the things that present themselves to you obviously. Having somebody somewhere flag you down and say, hey, I my brother ran off to become a hippie could you go find him? And then you get a quest to find your way to the island and then maybe there's a thing that you can buy that is just a canoe or something. You know, like, having the game actually send you there at some earlier point means that by the time you get around to level 11, you're going to be aware that the island is there and you'll know where the pirates are Um, and I I think that's also like, we could put that at some place where there's a dearth of things to do and maybe that quest, you know an ascender's not going to do it we just make it so an ascender's not gonna do it, right? By making it cost a bunch of turns that you wouldn't otherwise have to spend in some place. But then maybe it gives you a bunch of stats to help ease up that like five to six or six to seven leveling doldrum. Which I feel like is about where those hippies are. And if it's not, it could be. Right. Yeah, this is gonna be this is gonna be weird. I think level eleven is gonna have to have a bunch of things added to it pretty piecewise. And that's probably okay. That's probably a that's probably an okay way for us to deploy content rather than these every three months every deadline comes due at the exact same fucking time. Anyway. Speaking of quest order, I loved in Zombie Slayer how every quest tied into the main storyline, even if some of them were sort of forced, but in a way that made you feel used by the council, not like the game was being ham-handed. Are there any thoughts about narratively tying all the quest lines together once they get all revamped again in 2019 when you go back to shade all the art?
0: Yeah.
1: I'm not shading all the art! <laughs> there was the only way to make that thing look like a mountain instead of just like a triangle. Um... <clears throat> complaining about McLarge-Huge being shaded is like complaining about some of the items being in three-dimensional perspective and some of them being
0: cross-sections. Well, I just think that you lost it when you started drawing animals as full outlines instead of sticks.
1: Well, I never did them as sticks, though. They were always just the head of the animal. I know, I, I sometimes know gonna... still do. Like, the goats are just the heads of goats. You know? Right, right. They probably wouldn't be now. That's always weird. I never know when I'm drawing a new kind of thing. Is this going to be a stick figure?
0: Exciting. Yeah, it is. It's exciting to be you.
1: Uh, could Jarlsberg, says Bahu, get those little strike-through things and all the boring, mundane, plebeian foodstuffs you won't eat? Or maybe put little eat icons in his list of ingredients in the kitchen and have that list everything made from the cosmic ether? Oh, huh. Huh. Yeah. Um... The strike through is the thing that should have happened. It's just that I didn't ping Chris to do it because he was busy working on Word Realms. Jesus, that is getting so fucking close. It, it has gotten to the point where the only thing that I have left to do, the, I think, the only work that is assigned to me on Word Realms is to make the fucking storefront to sell the digital copies of it. Oh yeah, like it. It is it, like. It is probably now legitimately as close to release as, as it has felt like it was for the last two years. <laughs> it's I, I was reading uh, Chris' uh, link to this article about, um, it was mostly about like pathfinding bugs in StarCraft. There's there's a guy who was a dev at Blizzard for a really long time who's been writing these really well put together blog posts about you know just troubles that they had during various development stages and they described he he described how starcraft was always two months away from shipping and like that you know that made me feel less bad about this but in a way that's not like if what we were making was anything like as good as starcraft it would be okay to feel less bad about it um as, as it stands, I know why Word Realms has taken as long as it has and it is my fault for not being the kind of boss that I needed to be at various stages and, uh... Yeah, I would have thought there were all these times when it was like, fuck, man. We should... We should have just started over from scratch. It it would have been faster to start over on this system rather than messing with beating the system we have into shape. And at this point, we can honestly fucking say that about the entire game. Like, we would have been better off just starting over and having Chris rewrite all the code from scratch. Just in terms of speed of development, right? It would have lost some stuff. And it would, it would have lost some stuff that probably a lot of other people care about and that I don't care about, but that's me. That is me being like, like just as happy playing a game that is gray rectangles with interesting systems as one that is pretty and convenient in interface terms. Yeah. That's uh, all says. Recently y'all mentioned that you had the basic idea for Avatar for Sneaky Pete pretty well sussed. Ah, I would not say that. Um, I have the idea for Sneaky Pete as well as I had the idea for the Avatar of Jarlsburg when I said I had the Avatar of Yarl'sberg pretty well sussed out. So yeah, sure. And now that you do, I gotta ask, wouldn't it be funny if the plot of that path involved Sneaky Pete being a complete dork who thought he was awesome and totally wasn't? Also, I really liked the class act and felt like it was the biggest challenge to date. I want more of that sort of thing. That path was so cool, I did my first hardcore ascensions with my main in it. Oh, that's neat. Um... Finally, I hear rumblings about an upcoming visit to the Bay, including an aquarium visit. The Aquarium of the Bay is pretty cool, but there's also the Steinhardt Aquarium. Uh, One can get a package ticket through the Academy of Sciences that includes the Steinhardt, the planetarium, the museum, some kind of rainforest, and something called the Living Roof, which sounds really neat. It's like 30 bucks for the whole thing if you do it on a weekday. Drop me a line, because I'd love to check that shit out. Uh, I think that Living Roof is a thing that you can see from wherever you go to go to the Exploratorium (coughs) and some other museum. Or something that I walk to a bunch of times with some columns up front. Yeah. It's a roof that's covered with grass. Um, how about, says, Slash, come by, Hanks, Ancestral Mini Storage, since you can't take meat out of storage to buy raffle tickets, why not be able to do crafting as well? I know, since you can take meat out of storage to buy raffle tickets. Yeah, but, eh, now. Like, say you're making Boris's key lime and you have ten of each in storage. So you auto-pull those when you click on the discovery and it'll count those towards your pulls for the day. I... No. No, well, because one of those are quest items I and mean, you can't... There's a lot of reasons. There's a lot of reasons that that doesn't work. Uh, they assess. Can initiative be a little more transparent? How about adding it to the manuel? Yeah, that's a thing people might like. Hmm.
0: Uh,
1: that and the phylum. Although, the phylum is supposed to be so obvious. I guess you get into some weird, like, where, like, construct is a pretty broad category.
0: Yeah. Wait, why do people want phylum? Is phylum a useful thing for one of the familiars?
1: Yeah, yeah, (laughs) I think so. And there are certain, not that this is a thing that a lot of people care about, but, like, there are things like combat items that auto-kill monsters of a certain phylum Mm. and stuff like that um says this is like a like a hospitaliano uh just how huge is bloodbath a cutlass that puny adventurers need two hands to wield it is the old man actually eight feet tall huh i think maybe when i made it a cutlass i did not realize it was a two-handed sword Mm -hmm. Uh, is there more stuff to be added to the level 10 revamp nope it's all done is there any kind of stuff planned to be added to the beanstalk area nope does anybody in asymmetric pronounce k-o-l as coal when no one's looking no i pronounce it cl-
0: I still only pronounce it k-o-l Wolf. um
1: today's guest Thomas Hayden Church somebody else who played somebody named lol and something There are not a lot of people named Lowell. I feel like there were a lot of people named Lowell when I was growing up, but I haven't met anybody named Lowell in a long time.
0: It has been a while. Lowell's
1: and Dwayne's. Have you met a Dwayne recently?
0: And Dwayne. Yeah, I don't know any Dwayne's our age.
1: It seems like there were... There were... (laughs) Somebody named Dwayne in the 80s was either like a 20-year-old black dude a 40-year-old white dude that's it those are the only options so now it's 60-year-old white dudes 40-year-old black dudes and nobody else
0: yeah sorry Lowell's sorry Wayne's
1: Uh, Graython says, Hey, guys, there may have been a question like this during Zombies, and the answer might have been too much work, too little benefit. But just in case, for Age of Yoris, would it be feasible to have the consumables drop down, things I can use be limited to the Cosmic Kitchen stuff and the food and booze section? Yeah, I think that that would be part and parcel of striking out the eat lengths. Maybe? Yeah. (laughs) Because I don't actually know how that works anymore. I did some stuff uh, with the inventory script today uh i just did it myself instead of asking chris to do it for the next item of the month and that shit is totally different than i remember it being since we folded the closet and hanks and everything into it and that required some generalizations of things that i now i just don't remember how they work anymore (laughs) uh for anyone says rainbow spark was considering an aquarium in san francisco the california academy of sciences which houses the steinhardt aquarium and the rainforest is the happiest place on earth on thursday evenings they have nightlife events where you can get drinks uh, you can booze among the fishes bands play and everybody has a fantastic time pretty legit during the day too and it's located in golden gate park which has nice wooded areas to wander around botanical gardens and art museums in buffalo pretty much everything you want from a city park yeah man i love the shit out of golden gate park one end is, like, you, you start out with a bunch of just, like, happy, friendly gutter punks, right? You, you come out of, like, you come out of, like, Haight-Ashbury, and then it's, like, happy, friendly gutter punks. And then it's, like, you walk a whole long way through a bunch of awesome environments, and then there's a windmill.
0: Yeah.
1: And it's a cool windmill, too. It's, like, a big wood windmill, and then from there you go up and you, you decide well, we've already walked this far, let's keep walking. And then you go to Sutro Baths, and then you go to a cave, uh, where you walk through a cave, and there's little parts of the cave where you can look down and see the tide splashing around through holes in the rocks, and you're like, this is the kind of environment that video games have led me to believe exists fucking everywhere. But in reality, you almost never see
0: it. Yeah, the Sutro Bath was was amazing, with the caves next to it and everything. (coughs) Excuse me.
1: Uh, since this is a thread for radio show questions, Chicken Scully, do you have a favorite sea creature? Gosh, I don't know. Sea creature. Hey, you know, like an anglerfish is pretty cool.
0: It's the blue whale. I mean, you can you could walk around in its blood vessels, man. Can you really? And you could at least crawl. I think. I don't know. It's big. It's
1: well, well, I mean, big. you got to learn to crawl inside of whales' blood vessels before you can learn to walk. Exactly. A uh, few questions. Yay! One, will there ever be a kind of collector's item, a collector's lot item as an item of the month that could be used to give a player or sats untradeable versions of expired content, i.e. no more exist or the original items were untradable to begin with, They could be used only to fill that elusive blank spot in somebody's collection? In other words, no getting rare or unique items and selling them for huge profits. For instance, an outline of a trophy item or square around the original image with the text, a hermetically sealed item name to protect its value. Or in the case of gear, either making the gear unequipable or seriously nerfed on top of being foe and untradeable. It's more about having the item than using it. But I mean, then you don't have the item anymore. I don't think that would satisfy a lot of people. Yeah. You have a different item that's like that. Uh, Two, the warm subject shop does sound extremely fun. I have enjoyed Age of Yours and the Castle Revenant also very much. What part of the game has been the most fun for you, either to play or to write? (sighs) You know, I have to say that It is not until I get up to the things that haven't been revamped yet that I stop having fun playing hardcore runs Yeah. in this game. It is the point (laughs) at which it's like, oh, fuck, now i got to go read the wiki to figure out what the fuck I'm supposed to do next, and it's probably spend a lot of turns in low-level zones that I forgot that I was supposed to be doing shit in. Right.
0: Um, I tend to like whatever the most recent revamp is. Yeah, because it's new. Because it's, yeah. If I haven't seen it before, it's new to me.
1: Yeah. And they all just, they they play, I feel like they just play a lot better for somebody who doesn't know what they're doing, which is me. Yeah, me too. Um, Three questions you're probably sick of hearing. The Sun and Chest, will it ever be able to be open? The Children's Meal of the Damned, will it ever be implemented? Uh, The Sun and Chest is already as openable as it's ever going to be, and the Children's Meal of the Damned is already as implemented as it's ever going to be.
0: Uh, right.
1: And anything. thank you, Rusty Knight. Um Link Lad says, So with the advent of an avatar of Jarlsburg, we now have past specific food that can only be made and consumed in and runs. So that gives me an idea. What if a future challenge path not only had that mechanic, but also the food had a shelf life? When it expires, it would either disappear or turn into something uneatable and would either be auto-sellable or repurposed to be a component for some sort of non food crafting recipe. What do you think of that? It's it's tricky to make things degrade over time because the concept of time passes independent of it, like it's really rollover is the only significant way in which time passes so unless we're doing a lot of really weird tracking every time you spend an adventure to figure out when to rot stuff mm-hmm. whatever um snaz says mostly for scully in a previous radio show, last week, the one before, you mentioned that one of your relatives made the argument that as a tolerant person, you were morally obligated to tolerate intolerance, which you could not articulate your objection to. I think I may have a solution, and I'd like to hear your thoughts on it. The idea that, everyone, or the idea that one has to tolerate intolerance is, I think, kind of missing the point of having a discussion on the subject. If the aim of tolerance is simply to tolerate everyone in a passive way, then your relative is right. However, once you pointed out that intolerance is also, as a possible flaw in someone's ethical code, you're no longer being passively tolerant. Your aim has shifted to not just tolerating them, but to actively fighting intolerance and attempting to <coughs> the world. Uh, As such, you're not obligating yourself to tolerate all ideas anymore, just the tolerant ones. That said, you probably should draw a line between deciding not to tolerate an intolerant idea and deciding not to tolerate an intolerant person. As Jick said, you don't get to punch somebody in the name of tolerance, even if, as Jake did not say, you do get to reason them down. By volunteering for tolerance, you're kind of compelled to also volunteer for nonviolent methods of re-education. Please note that I came up with this in the shower in the morning, so it's totally possible there's a flaw somewhere that I've not yet detected, which would be happy to hear how you find it. Elevate the discourse.
0: Uh, I don't wanna well like I think that it's more not that I want to argue with my dad so that he sees that I'm right and he's wrong but just that he is a person who I like it pains me to hear him talk about shit in a way that I know is contrary to, to how he actually is and it's like I know you're smart and i know you're like a loving and caring human being and i would like you to be able to apply those both of those things to what we're talking about here and change your mind but you know i don't think it's being intolerant of somebody's viewpoint to say that you have a different one i think I mean, it, it's it's yeah, being right, intolerant I mean. of, of someone like if you say I don't like gay people, therefore you can't get married, that's being intolerant. If you say, I think you're wrong about gay people, therefore we probably shouldn't make any laws about it, I have a, I have a problem seeing that as being the same level of intolerance.
1: Well, right, intolerance is things that you disagree with, personally.
0: And you're laughing because I mean, you know that's not what I said.
1: I know. I, I think that <laughs> it, it's just... It, 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 I mean, I, I kind of articulated it as well as I could... Last week, I think, which I, this this is the thing that I wish that I wish that I could convince people of rednecks can hate gays. Let's 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 phrase that a different way. My relatives who would vote against gay marriage do not hate gays. They are opposed to. To the idea of somebody being gay They don't want to see it They don't think the two dudes should be allowed to get married But they would not be mean to a gay guy They would be uncomfortable around him But they would not be mean to him Right? And that's because they're not mean people And the idea that Them having viewpoints that you find objectionable Makes them bad people Is a thing that I just can't I can't acknowledge The truth of that Because I know them and they're not bad people. Right? It is very possible to come by objectionable viewpoints coming from a non hateful position, and that's the top. Like, they're wrong. Right? They're wrong. And I feel like it is possible to be tolerant of their viewpoints by acknowledging that to them, their viewpoints are right and try to examine how we can how we can reason with them and try to get them to come around to what we feel is the right way of thinking. That is what tolerance is in that case. Tolerance is not just attacking them. Tolerance tolerance is just, is not dismissing everything that they say and do because of one viewpoint that you find especially objectionable.
0: Yeah, I, mean, right? I have, it, I have a problem with people continually calling anti-gay Christians bigoted and hateful. Because it's like, you don't understand how these people's minds are working. And it doesn't have anything to do with being bigoted and hateful. Like, you can't compare it to being black because you can tell when somebody's black by looking at them. Like, these are people who don't believe that a gay person is a thing that exists. So, to say that they're being bigoted against you like it's, it's on a different level it's a different thing entirely so yeah that that bugs me too
1: I mean I feel like it's a thing that we it, it, you Sorry. can't apply so there, there is this concept of like the adorable racist grandmother right and nobody thinks that that grandmother is evil Right? It's just, it, this is, it's outmoded, right? She comes from a different time. But here's the thing. History didn't fucking start when you were born, right? There are a lot of ideas that are in the process of becoming outmoded right now. And, like, it, it'll happen to you. Some, something that you hold dear will become a laughingstock, and you will be that adorable racist grandma about something.
0: And we already are with Faggot. We just yeah, have to I mean, we have already figured faggot. that out,
1: right? And yeah. and it's it's not and The thing is though, I I I decided that it wasn't worth fighting that fight anymore, so I just stopped. Yeah. Generally and you know what? Like stopping doing it on the radio it was easier to just stop doing it anytime. Yeah. Yeah right you know next up next is pussy and that you know gonna fight that one too but I'll eventually give up like I will eventually stop on advice hot dog occasionally telling somebody to stop being a pussy and do what needs to be done because you're not allowed to do that anymore right but it's it is is the march of time making unacceptable things unacceptable as people become more progressive. Like, it, it did not start 30 years ago, and it won't stop 30 years from now. It's a fucking continuum, and that's the thing. Like, if your old racist grandmother, who also fucking took care of you and would never, ever hurt anyone... If that's a thing that if that's a thing that you can just kind of hand wave and overlook, so is a slightly homophobic 40-year-old guy right now. Yeah. And and that's that's the tolerance I'm talking about. I mean it's easy it's easy when somebody is so old that they're harmless. They're obviously harmless, right? But that same that same racist grandpa especially when he was a little younger and had some piss and vinegar in him you might be a little nervous around that guy if you were a black dude
0: hmm. I don't know yeah we're over time but I was just fascinated Like, I, I like hearing you talk about the, the things that you think about the world
1: well I like talking about them
0: I tolerate your uh, intolerance of tolerant intolerant bigots yeah you know, can we outlaw bigot if we're going to outlaw faggot? They're really similar, at least phonetically. Yeah, like, sure. Uh, we could We just say don't fucking call people names, you ask. Man, I
1: found I played I played the word faggot in Wordle <coughs> the other day, and I was really surprised that we had not because most of the most of the words that it could potentially be offensive we wrote. Non offensive, or at least, or at least, like, sort of wink and nod taunts for.
0: Yeah, I'm pleasantly surprised that I'm allowed to say taunt.
1: Yeah. But faggot and fuck it were both, they both didn't have taunts. Hmm. So, I'm gonna split apart this faggot and hit you with every stick. And that's. Get it? Because that word actually means a bundle of sticks. Separate,
0: we are just individual sticks, but bound together, huh. we are one mighty faggot. Yeah. Ah, uh, Simpsons. Um, we gotta get out of here. Uh, well. Family guy. Fucking Simpsons. Apple. Macintosh.
1: You know, I. That's the fucking thing, right? Man, I am a. I am a proud iPhone owner who is also a staunch Windows PC user.
0: Yep. Because fuck tribalism. Because you. You are a universal man. You're a
1: universal fuck soldier. Fuck intolerance. Fuck intolerance. Yeah. And fuck the intolerant. Won't put oh. up with that shit.
0: Fuck the incontinent. But, like, put a rubber sheet on your bed first.
1: Yeah, fuck the incontinent and be careful about the timing.
0: <laughs> Good night, everybody.